Hey guys and gals, today I'll be reviewing a movie called Kung Fu Monster. And this is a Asian movie with the special effects, you know. And if you've seen the trails for this, it's like a cute monster that does Kung Fu. And um, there's a story behind the monster. There's this emperor, right? This, not an emperor, like a imperial, um, that serves the emperor. He captures monsters, and there was this one monster that he tried to train become violent, but it cannot be violent because that's, it's just good in nature. So, one of his soldiers say he will train the monster, but he can't train the monster to be evil because the monster is good. But because of that, like, the monster was on the run, he, he helped the monster escape, and then he was the one from, from the boss, who's like in the pivotal summit to the emperor, you know, but he's like evil, you know, and he, and he wants to use these monsters to assassinate, you know, to destroy things pretty much. But the movie is like really, really boring. I'm gonna be honest with you, and it's comical. And the trailer is that the monster you see in the trailer, you you do see him, but you don't see him as much on screen time level. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also, the movie is kind of like to me like a spoof on Dragon Gate in or Dragon Gate. If you saw the original or the remake, you already know what the movie's about. But the movie leads up to that. You know, like you got these robbers, they're like working together together to steal from the Imperial Army for the money, but it leads up to that, that one of the um, coffin contains the, the hero of the movie who was injured in the fight, which you can find on the flashback story later, towards this movie. Meanwhile, you do see the monster come in, and the monster's, the little cute monster is being cute for what it is, and then it, the monster starts escaping, and then later the monster comes back, and you do see the monster do fight, but like I said, it's all about screen time. This monster does not get screen time. And so you get towards the end, you see more of it, a little, more of it, I would say. But the movie's majority, I would say 90% is towards the human characters being all stupid, acting dumb or comical while plotting to stop the uh, main villain of, of the movie, you know? And while, the, while the, evil, the villain of the movie comes into the end, um, it leads up to a, later it leads up, leads up to a fight against him, you know, in a comical way. Um, you also found out that the little Kung Fu monster learns Kung Fu in the cave painting from this one out Shaolin monk from the cave painting thing. When he, that's how the monster knows how to fight. But um, all in all, I feel like to me, if you're looking for the for if you want to watch it just for that cute little monster, it, it's like I say, it, it, it does have the moments, but not majority more of the moments for this monster. You know, like more more screen time, and it's just this movie is more of comedy. It does have action in it, of course, but it's like special effects action. Um, this movie is just decent. It depends on what you're looking for. You know, I say it's okay for what it is. You know, if you've seen com Ch Chinese comedy fantasy movies, then and you're a fan of that stuff, then, then you might like this. But anyway, either way, to me, this is what I would say try never. You know, anyway, peace out and see you later, guys and gals. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be reviewing another Thousand Horror movie called The Last American Horror Show. Wow, catchy title, you know, I gotta give credit for that. The cover art for this one convinced me to check this one out, but it tricked me. What can I say? But anyway, this Thousand Horror movie will have some familiar faces you may recognize. Felicia Rose, um, Lynn Laurie, you know. Um, besides that, let's get to the point. The movie starts off with 
our introduction, which I found, which I like in an anthology horror movie, have some kind of introduction to tell the tale, you know. So it's about this woman played by Felicia Rose. She's expecting a date to come over to her place. Her sister's like, uh, I can't believe you're this guy. Where things get out of hand. And, you know, Felicia Rose's character was like, you know, she's going to take a risk. So she have this guy over to her place. And he started acting real creepy and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And she told the guy, you know, let's sit down, you know, watch some horror movies. So that's when we get to our tale part, you know. So it's about two, it was about this, these two dates. And about this date, excuse me, one date, <laughs> and they can sit down and watch three different horror movies. Now, each horror movie tells a tale, you know, with, with their own segments. One is like a home invasion segment, gone long pretty much. Uh, another segment is about this boy that wants a sea monkey. Um, his mom just threw it in the sink. And let's just say this beast come out of the sink and start killing people pretty much. And um, the third one is kind of like um, a guy goes to a, a quiet town. He's wondering why, why there's nobody there. He stumbled upon this guy, and he's having this big celebration, like. And the guy doesn't know what's going on. Like, well, suddenly, why everybody's not in this town? Everybody is quiet around this town, but they're only in this celebration. But it's like people are, like, dead, you know, in a way. This is probably like that. Like, like they're all, like. Like zombies, like I would say, it's not spoiling something. It's not spoiling anything. But when you see the third segment, you probably get this feel of um, Rob Zombie-ish, like you know, let's put it like that. Um, all in all, all three segments. Um, the first one I felt like it was weak. You know, kind of like even with the twist ending. The la- the second one was kind of like about the boy with the with the creature. It was like lame. I'm gonna be honest, it's like lame because. Especially with the way it ended, I was like, did I just saw another Thousand Home movie ended, which had that similar ending, you know? Even though this movie came out before. Um, it was Hits from the Hood Part 2, actually. If you see if you see this movie already, you already know what the second segment is. And the monster is, like, cheesy looking, you know? Of course, it's low budget. But, um, yeah, it's kind of silly, though. The third segment, like I said, it feels like Rob Zombie-ish, you know? And, um, about these people that's having this... Celebration, and they invited this guy to for this party, and you know people are acting all creepy and sadistic. Like once the movie gets towards the end of this segment, but what I like about this one the most is like even though three segments are like okay or may, I kind of like Felicia Rose segment, the final segment, the wraparound segment. To me, that was kind of cool, you know, but it kind of had like a tw- a good twist with it, and it matches with to punish some punch that person. Let's put it like that. So I, I kinda like that segment, the, the wraparound segment the most, to be honest with you. That's American Horror Show. I know another decent watch. It's just okay, but it's nothing new. It's not like shock value or anything. But um that's American Horror Show. So yeah, like I say, just check it out. You know, another simple watch, you know. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about the movie Legion. From 1998, I know there's probably a few movies with the Legion title on it, but gotta make sure it's the year and you can look at the poster art and understand what I'm saying. So, um, this movie is a this movie right off the back is sci-fi horror. Um, I'll say the movie is more like a alien slash predator knockoff, pretty much, and it's about this military group that hire prisoners from death row, 
to go on this mission in space, of course. There wasn't a space shuttle anyway, but to go in space to investigate about missing missing um, people on the ship and what happened to them. So this military woman run a group of, of death row prisoners pretty much to help them to help them out and they do the mission and if it's completed, they get released from the prison. They get a pardon pretty much. So once they go to the location and they start exploring this ship, exploring the area, they find all these dead bodies of these military people, right? And um, they start wondering how they die, and they say they die one by one. But from who? Who did this killing? So it's going to kind of lead up with the people from the de from the military and the death row prisoners that join the military end up dying one by one from this unknown creature, pretty much. And But the movie is, to me, the problem with this movie is this. The concept is simple, right? Nothing wrong with that. But a simple concept. But it's the execution. I feel like this movie took so damn long to deliver the climax of the movie. You know, of the reveal of the creature. And what really went on with these people that was on the ship in the first place that all died. And kind of lead to a mystery behind who was behind it after all. There was like pretty much a conspiracy behind it. But it just drags to me, you know, and that's the problem. Anyway, Alicia from 1998, check it out if you want to. But, you know, to me, it's a one-time watch, in my opinion. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? Today, I'll be talking about Leprechaun Returns. Now, I, I, I didn't know this was on video demand also, but I also found out that I know it was only on Sci-Fi Channel, so I was able to catch a rebroadcast of this one. But, um, I, I, I don't know if there's a difference between the video demand version and the Sci-Fi Channel version, but like I say, I'll I, I talk about the TV version of this one, so we'll, we'll see if we, I notice any difference down the road. But, Leprechaun Returns a reboot, ignoring the, all the other sequels, which didn't bother me because... Um, every sequel was different, and it had nothing to do with the first movie, how the story was set up for the Leprechaun, you know, even though it was played by Warwick Davidson, the original, minus origin, let's forget about that one. Um, Leprechaun Returns was played by a different guy playing the Leprechaun, and just to fast forward, I really did enjoy the Leprechaun character in this movie. Um, the setup was kind of weird, though, it was like, even though it was supposed to be a sequel to the first movie... But, like, reality is, who the fuck ever saw the house way, way out in, you know, in, in a small town, man? I mean, come on. But, um, you know, mine is those little tiny nitpicks. I actually end up enjoying the movie anyway. Because, like I said, I actually do like the Leprechaun. And what this movie offer for a TV movie, even though, like I said, I didn't saw the video demand, but, you know... Even even with that, it kind of sounds up like a nice little sequel to the original. I would say um, only one character came back was Ozzy, you know the um, chubby little white man, you know the old white dude. Like, um, yeah, he he comes back. He, he has a minus nitpick, you know. Like, I, I won't spoil his scene though, but um, um, the the movie's all about this. Young lady who happens to be the daughter of the main character from the first movie, Jennifer Aniston's character, and you already found out about her faith as the movie, you know, already in the beginning of the movie. 
uh, she goes to the house where her mom stayed for the first movie, you know, and, you know, she meets a bunch of girls that's been in a sorority in that house. Um, as the movie progresses, you find out about Ozzy, how he comes in to the well where the leprechaun died in the first movie. And you know what? No, I have to say a little spoiler. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, turn away. But let me say spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I have to mention his this character because he does play a part how the leprechaun does return. Um, the leprechaun splashes like water out of him from the well, and then the leprechaun just busts through his stomach. You know, that's how he that's how the leprechaun returns. And of course, he'll go to the sorority. You know, and slowly he'll start. Killing the sorority's sisters or the people or the guys that stay in the house. And, and all in all, when you fast forward, the lead character will have to find a way to stop the leprechaun once and for all, you know. Um, the kill scenes, it was good. I actually like the kill scenes for what it offers in this, in this movie, you know. Um, like I said, the leprechaun itself, I highly enjoyed the guy that played the leprechaun. You know, it wasn't Warwick Davis coming back. He didn't have his reason why he did not want to come back. But, either way, I mean, like I said, this guy did a good job playing the Leprechaun. I like the special effects, you know. Um, of course, they gave it an ending, which was pretty obvious. They wanted to make it, like, kind of make another sequel to this one, you know. So, they, so hopefully, if they do a sequel, of course, all of it continues where it's left off, you know. And you're going to understand why the Leprechaun had to do it they kind of have to go where he has to go to get his gold, pretty much. Um, the Leprechaun Returns, like I said, I highly enjoyed it. Definitely check this one out. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Wow, man, I found a really good gem. Um, it's called Children of the Night. Now, there's been a lot of horror towns with Children of the Night on it, so let me just clarify what this is. Um, this is from 2014. Looking at my research on IMDb, this is an Argentinian film, and it's South American horror, pretty much. Um, let me say off the back, I see, I did see reviews for this before, and I remember the poster art for this movie years ago, and it did spark my interest. So, um, one of the movie amps, I actually saw this on Roku, and I forgot what the movie amp is, it's one of those free horror channels, you know, but you gotta sit through a lot of commercials watching these, um, horror movies on Roku. But, um, yeah, that's why I was able to spot it. I also heard this was on Voodoo also, or Vimo, I think. Children of the Night. Um, like I say, it's from 2014. And the way, the best way to describe this movie is, if you're a fan of Salem Lot, then I think you would definitely like this movie, in my opinion. Um, it is a lot of drama in this movie, but it does have all horror elements to it. Um, the movie's about this reporter. She gets this email coming to this small town. And once she enters this town, right, she saw this sanctuary full of children playing at night, run by this old lady, you know, and you'd be wondering, why are the children playing at night, you know, but it's pretty obvious, as, as a viewer, you already know what's going on, but for the reporter, she's like, don't understand what's going on, you know, as the movie progressed, excuse my um, earphones, um, she realized that what the old lady told her, who runs the sanctuary, is that these children are vampires, you know, and it's led by also a vampire kid that dressed all in black. Now, he has a history also, which is pretty interesting because I kind of like they take on the Dracula mythos of this version of of this movie. It's pretty cool, you know. 
And, um, but, anyway, when the reporters find out that these kids are actually vampires, she stays in the sexuality. She wasn't scared of nothing. She's talk- she talks to these children who are, like, older than her, pretty much. And it's, like, more of, like, a comical take on it a little bit. You know, it gets, like, not only, like, drama and horror, but also comedy in it, too. You know, how the vampire kids are, like, coping with their vampirism, pretty much. You know? Um, but meanwhile, you also got the villains in this movie, which are the humans... They're killing these kids, you know. As you can find out, like, like in the beginning of the movie, you'll be wondering, you see missing posters of the children, but you see where that plays out. Um, it's not really a spoiler, because trust me, when you watch this movie, it is pretty predictable, you know. But also at the same time, it is enjoyable, too. I found myself really liking this movie. And I was so, so sad that I didn't watch this years ago when I had a chance to. But like I said, now I've seen it, and hopefully when you watch this review... Hopefully you guys and gals check it out also. But um, Children of the Night 2014, I think it's also known as Limbo also, which is the name of the, of the town, Limbo, the sexuality. But um, I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy myself. I enjoy the music of this movie, the scenery, um, the lighting, the acting, um, the story plot, and the sense of humor of this movie also. Like I said, there is some, there is comedy elements in this movie too, which is not like over like. Too much comedy is like less comedy, but fitting for this movie, you know, which is balanced by the way. So yeah, I I really find myself enjoying it. So I highly recommend you guys and gals checking this out. Children of the Night, also known as Limbo, 2014, and it's a South American movie from Argentina. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals.